That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That was a really tight, coordinated clap considering we both drank a lot last night. Yeah, we're hungover. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what happens when we see each other in person with the added bonus of Andrea's mom throwing down with us too. I know. I I know. She's all sass. It's hilarious. Our moms would love each other. Shut up. I know. I know. We were definitely like planning their futures last night. We were like, you guys are all going to go travel the world together. Mm -hmm. Here's where you guys should go. Here's the business you're going to open. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, you know, listen, we're just throwing out million dollar ideas left and right as we go. But there should also be let's develop an app for parents mm. who don't have a lot of friends later in life to meet other cool parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And so parentfriend.com, you know, <laughs> where we yeah, set up for sure parents with other other friends, cool parents, you know, you got to do like a deep um background check on everybody just to make sure it's not just like gold digging like potential friends that are going to take advantage of our parents you know that that's can't right. be happening that's right <laughs> you know they're gonna they're they're not gonna get their dirty fingers on my mom's costco membership you know what i'm no, saying no <laughs> <laughs> but mom i thought that you said i could use your costco membership now that's for glenn now who's that um, well you set me up with him Welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. I feel like it's the morning after a big wedding reception. I, I've, I've yeah, got- it kind of I got right? a headache and I feel a little it's because we we were drinking different I I was so psychotic last night I was like oh I'll have a Florida seltzer then I made one tequila drink and then I was like you know your mom's drinking red wine and then I drank a little <laughs> of her red wine and then you opened like a pet nat or something too that uh-huh, and shared it uh-huh. and I was like oh my head but We've had a week. We've had a week. Can I can I take Mm -hmm. a moment to dedicate uh, a little bit of uh, airspace to my dear departed hanky boy? He's, I think, the first of our side work podcast dogs to cross the rainbow bridge. Mm -hmm. So that happened. That's why y'all didn't hear me uh, on the show last week because I was dealing with my poor pup and uh, just wanted to put it out there. It's uh. It's worth everything to have them in your life. It's very, very hard to lose them. Uh, but it's a few days past and I'm 
feeling resigned that it was his time to go. And I just miss him because he would usually just be sitting here in my lap while we record, mm-hmm. which makes me super sad. Like and let out a little hack every now and, exactly. every now and then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are so many times where I was like, pause for Chihuahua choking to death. But anyways, <laughs> we love it. We Godspeed. We'll, we'll have to put together an in mm-hmm. memoriam hack reel for exactly. all our listeners. <laughs> but I, I just have to sign off to little man and say, Godspeed and good turkey treats, my hanky boy. <laughs> but I'm so excited that we're getting back into the wedding stuff because let's just say we had a lot to talk about and uh, <laughs> it gives me yeah. focus. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's, let's chat about some fun top of show stuff. Um, oh, yeah. you start with this one. Oh my God. It makes me laugh so hard. Okay. So we, we, you know, we've, uh, imbued some of the server submitted stories into the body of the episode, but we're going to start off with some server submitted, uh, stories to just kick off and get us all into that headspace again. <laughs> This was a really nice reply we got um, from uh, Mean Old Man Taggart. He's our official official Sacramento (laughs) correspondent. And this came to mind after listening to our episode. He said, uh, official Sacramento correspondent, Mean Old Man Taggart here, was working the front door at a gay bar in California right after our right to get married was stripped away. A limousine bus pulls up and 21 girls get out. It's a bachelorette party. It was a week after I was made a lesser human. So I checked 20 valid IDs and the bride didn't have an ID, but all the girls yelled, of course, she's 21. She's getting married, to which I said, you can get married to your uncle at 16 with parental consent and no blood test in California. (laughs) (laughs) Their limo already left, wasn't coming back for hours, and I made sure all the gay bars around town knew that she didn't have an ID. Love all you do. Be an asshole sometimes. Taggart. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is a, yeah, yeah, this is a lot, which is great. I mean, also, I think we, we kind of like talked about a little bit about like bachelorette parties descending on gay bars and just thinking it's just like a show just for us and we're so safe. Right. Like Blech. your your lifestyle, which is politicized and oppressed, is our playground. <laughs> Put on your gay show for us. Um, It's their life. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, 21 fucking strong, ugh. Coming out of like a party. stretch limo. Like, I already know. Help that- me. Yep. <laughs> that is not a sight you want to see. Good things don't come out of a stretch limo. You know, I think that's just I, a life lesson. Yeah. I love mean old man Taggart. More stories, please. <laughs> Keep them coming. They say I'm a grumpy old man. Um, so... <laughs> Simon, who we love, and he always contributes. You guys have uh, heard stories from him over the years. He's, you know, our fabulous Applebee's server. He, you know, he helps uh, serves the Saddle Club, the old ladies who love to come get their apple teenies and all that shit. But he worked for years as a banquet wedding reception server. So he sent us a super detailed account of his time doing this. And I think it's really, I think it's a really great email. Um, So if we want to dive in, this is going to give you all the feels. If you remember what work like this is like, 
or if you're not sure how taxing it is to work receptions and banquets, like buckle up, bitch. Do you want to jump in for a few? I'll start it. Yeah, Yeah. paragraphs. (laughs) You just give me a big sigh when you want me to take over and and get into another paragraph. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll like I'll give you a I'll give you a little safe word signal. Signal. Um, hello, Sidework crew. Once upon a time, about 14 years ago, I started working for the conventions department at the Inn at Okaboji in Northwest Iowa. Loving that name. The first Must thing be that come- Native American. Oh, Okaboji. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big. That's a big. Like a lot of people from Omaha go there actually oh. for vacation. If you go to Omaha, you'll see like Okaboji shirts on everybody and sweatshirts. The first thing that comes to mind is weddings which I was a banquet server for plenty of those uh, on-site and off. In addition to weddings, we served business meetings, family reunions and gatherings, cheerleader camp, off-site catering, Christmas parties, and many other private events. Our uniform for weddings and some of the higher-end events were a simple black dress shirt, black slacks, black shoes. The more casual events called for tennis shoes, a pair of khakis and shorts, and a company polo shirt, which was a different color each year. How fun. They mix it up. Yeah, right? (laughs) Some weddings were more simplistic with a buffet and cambros of tea and lemonade or a higher scale with plates, meals, and uh, butlers passing hors d'oeuvres, champagne, and desserts. The wedding buffets were easy because you either had the job of pre-busting tables and refilling beverages or standing near the buffet line to observe when you needed to replenish a chafing dish of food. Higher-end weddings with plated meals were a little more complex. We would have servers for the tables, and then we would have food runners. Being a runner was absolute hell because the weddings were on the second level of the establishment, and the kitchen was on the lower level. The runner would have to carry giant oval trays through the kitchen, through narrow doorways and up steep, narrow sets of stairs um, that was that were lined on one side with extra beverage cambros. Then into the banquet room. I'm not talking a few stairs. This was a full on staircase that had probably close to 30 steps. Wow. The surfer would simply stand near the table with a tray and stand waiting for the next round of food. On the upper level, there was a large black room that we used for storage of convention banquet items like linens and chafing dishes and tables, etc. On occasion, the staff would have hot boxes and cambros of food and set up a plating system upstairs in that room if there was something else going on in the kitchen downstairs. Okay, heavy sigh. Okay, heavy sigh. Here we go. Okay, so butler passing hors d'oeuvres wasn't bad. But it was a very repetitive job in asking clusters of people over and over again the same question. Would you care for a bacon-wrapped water chestnut? (laughs) And in parentheses, those were amazing. Hell yeah. (laughs) But butler passing champagne was a whole different ballgame. I don't know how I did it, but I remember my maximum carrying load of 12 tall champagne flutes on a small round serving tray and squeezing my chubby ass between chairs in a tightly packed banquet room, and I never dropped or spilled a single one. Hell yeah. Yes, snap, snap, right? snaps. <laughs> he says, I look back and think, damn, that's some badass butlering. I agree. And he says, I always wanted to max out my tray because I wanted to hit as many guests as possible with a pass of champagne. Sure. So really getting into the meat of this. Summer was the big wedding season for us. We would typically have a wedding Friday night and Saturday night. Sometimes we would have multiple wedding receptions each night, which as we were talking about is chaos. So we could have two receptions on site and then catering off site. The weddings would all typically go till midnight. 
The banquet serving staff would leave after dinner plates were clear and most of our cleanup was done. Okay, so then they were off the clock. There would be a couple bartenders that would stay so the wedding guests could continue to drink and party while the DJ was playing until the reception ended. But then we would be scheduled at 2 a.m. on Saturday mornings to go in and clean up. And so, like, I guess this was part of the job or a shift, but you'd go in and be the cleanup crew and reset the banquet room so the room could be decorated for the wedding reception that was going to happen on Saturday evening. Whoosh. In through the outdoor, baby. Um, So... He's like, oh, God, this is giving me all the feels. This is such a gross part of catering and banquet. Okay. So we would go around from table to table with five-gallon buckets and dump any contents of drinking glasses that were on the table into said bucket. We would then dump the bucket into one of our utility sinks in the back and continue until all the glasses were cleared. You strip linens from the tables, vacuum the floor, scrape frosting and other random food items off the carpet with a knife. Sometimes tables would need to be fully broken down and spread out. Other times more table would be needed to be added, you know, because you're probably given the list of the setup for the next night. And then everything Mm -hmm. rearranged. All the tablecloths would, would need to be placed on the tables and then ironed. Sometimes we would use rolled silverware and other times we would have to do a full on table setting with multiple utensils, coffee cups, special folded napkins, et cetera. I'm imagining all of the the swan napkins right now. <laughs> right. Um, it is so I, I think he goes in to talk about it, too. But the, the round tables are like the most beastly things to move. Most wedding receptions were in the main building. But on occasion, we would have some or other events at the conference center. Okay, so this is getting into the fucking table part of it. Oh, my God. The conference center was a building on a hill across the street from the main building. A memory I have involving this was in regards to the large round wooden tables. These tables were roughly six feet in diameter and sat 10 people around them. On many occasions, we would have to stand next to these tables and roll them uphill to the conference center and downhill to the main building. It was not a quick task considering the back door of the main building was roughly a block or so down the street. (laughs) Once we got to the back door, we would have to go up a ramp into the back doors of the kitchen, make our way to a sketchy old elevator. And it was one of those elevators that had a little round window that you could see inside and metal accordion (laughs) gates that you needed to shut before the elevator would operate, you know, obviously used for disabled guests, blah, blah, blah. And he was, it was funny too, where it's like, sometimes he was like, any disabled or person needing um, assistance, these guests always got super duper behind the scenes action, you know, snippets. <laughs> yeah, totally. The total chaos. Yeah, they saw the show, how the show works, how the how the how the donuts are made, if you will. This part kills me. He, I have distinct memories of our catering van. There was a giant 16 passenger van that only had a driver's seat and passenger seat in the front. All the other seats were taken out so that there was plenty of floor space to put food, dishes, beverages, and all the stuff that we need to bring to the catering site. We would cram so much shit into this van, and then a couple catering servers would just sit on the floor and hold hot dishes of food (laughs) while we drove to the site. Fuck. Okay, we would put various items on a cart and roll it through the kitchen to the back door so we could easily carry things down to the ramp to the van, blah, blah, blah. One time I said, why don't we just roll this cart down the ramp so it's right next to the van? Someone said, we don't do that. No further explanation. I didn't understand why, <laughs> so I went out, went ahead and decided to roll the cart down the ramp to the van. I instantly learned why we do not do that. A giant bowl, probably a punch bowl worth of French dressing yeah. slid off the cart 
and spilled all over the ground. It was a nasty mess that required a hose and deck brush to clean. <laughs> I never made that mistake again. So <laughs> basically goes on. These are my distinct memories working weddings and weddings and banquets. And I hope this gives you and the listeners an idea of what it was like. Feel free to hit me back with any questions, et cetera, et cetera. Good tips and good health, Simon. Oh boy, oh boy, Oof. oh boy, oh boy. It is so much like I I'm I'm assuming that the French dressing was definitely in like a quote unquote like crystal looking, yep. you know, bowl covered in plastic wrap. Um little ladles everywhere. Little TV, little teeny catering ladles everywhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, nothing says class like ladling some French dressing out of a big plastic, but made to look like crystal punch bowl. I feel real classy. This story just makes me want to go watch Party Down again. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Which we hope, I assume all of our listeners have all watched that show. If not, go watch it immediately. I think it's, Um, it's the closest to something that, Really got the service industry right, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Party down. Um, well, God, I think that was the perfect setup for part two of weddings. Um, getting you guys all prepped, lubed up for more chaos talk, if you I, will. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I feel really sore for some reason just reading those stories from Simon. I know, I know. But yeah, we guys, we got you all we got you all slathered up in French uh dressing mm-hmm. and ready to take take on part two. I will say before that, these two stories are amazing. As always, please, please send us more stories. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. I think all you can do is learn your lesson. Like, but I am beside myself when you were like, okay, we were just at this church and now there's a two hour break until the, I've seen this shit where <laughs> dinner yeah. and the reception is two hours later because for whatever reason, we insist that all the photos need to take place when everyone wants, they just got out of church, a long ass yeah. ceremony. They're like, for fuck's sake, give me a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's get on with the program here. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, who wants to go to, a, a bar in town you know or back to my hotel room and I brought snacks and then we'll go show up for that wedding at some point when we feel like it I get so indignant I love the one venue a one-stop uh, shop give me a one-stop oh, shop oh baby. baby sexy yep. again like quit wasting everybody's time or that's I, what I will say I told you too like the the ones that like for when you show up and there's a happy hour before the service. Ooh, yeah. I love that too. I we're, did that. <laughs> yep. Where it's just like, I have a glass of wine and I'm, you know, just chatting and getting ready to watch some nuptials. I like it. Little did I know that half the half of the wine that we bought for dinner was gone before the ceremony even happened at my... <laughs> So we, and it's fine. We like threw down on another case of wine, but I was like, Jesus Christ, everybody. Like, <laughs> but, I, but then you're also like, and that's how I behave. I know it's you true. Know? Like these are my friends. I would have guzzled down a bunch of wine too. So 100%. So, okay. But we're still focusing on food. And again, from the Reddit thread, this whole thread. Oh my God. This is, it's like, it's just starts off went to a wedding there were about 300 guests on a budget for maybe 50 people ran out of food you know and so they're like my takeaway is an 
invite the amount of people you can actually afford to host and buy enough food. That's like a no duh, no brainer. But I kept seeing stories like this posted over and over and over again, where it's like you want to be popular, but you don't want to spend the money like girl, go go have everyone have all your like B list meet you at a bar at a later date. Like, that is not okay. But basically, like, if you're inviting 300 people to feel good about yourself but can only feed 100, it's like you got to make the B team and be like, hey, friends, meet me at a bar at a later point, you know? It doesn't make any sense. And, like, that's what, again, not to be like, at my wedding. But, look, I wanted a small, intimate (laughs) thing for 50 people with, like, a really nice farm table dinner. And then the next day we had a huge bar wedding and I had a fucking bake sale table and like bon mise for everybody. And everybody couldn't have been happier. People were like, that's the best shit I've ever been to, you know? So 100%. No, I know yours was a class act because it married service industry with class Mm -hmm. and food and venue all, you know, the trifecta. I mean, there's also something to be said for service industry people Like, that's who you want putting together a wedding. No, that's exactly it. Like, you know, and like to to that point, that is exactly what I thought about the entire time. I was just like, I've been doing this forever. Like, here's what I want. Like, I've been working in restaurants forever. I've been working in bars. This is the vibe I want. Like, and I guarantee that some of the fucking funnest weddings you'll ever have are your friends who you worked at restaurants with. (laughs) Because they know what to do and what not to do. We're talking about you've st- I've stations here, which and you have like an app only. I think they live in the same world. I think like stations okay. and like app because I feel like I've been to weddings where it's like here's like a build your own Christini station and here's like a fucking mashed potato like build your own mashed potato bowl station you know i think the same could be said for like we just have apps unless you're talking strictly like only past appetizers uh what i'm talking about what i kept seeing are people who basically did not manage their guests expectations in the least right where it was like, we got married. Now we're at this situation where we're going to give you a few glasses of wine and there's like a cheese and cracker station. Uh, and then they were like, get the fuck out of here. It's over. <laughs> People were like, got it. What? And, and you all, you know, and you always hear this, like the guests all run into each other 30 minutes later at the one McDonald's in town because that's People the only starving. place to get food. Um, <laughs> My God. And that to me is like, you need to let people know this is not dinner. Like if someone doesn't like if if you as a guest don't see a dinner option coming your way, assume it's not happening, probably. Well, sometimes daytime weddings are also they have like a cake and champagne toast and like all you get is like dessert. You know, some people might have a luncheon. I mean, not and depending on what religion is affiliated with said wedding, you might just get, you literally might just get like a glass of champagne or a glass of sparkling apple juice and a piece of cake and then you're done. You're gone. Yeah. You know? Um, I have to, if you don't, if you don't, uh, care, I gotta, I gotta get back into this real quick. Um, this is, uh, this whole food service part. And this might be like somewhere in here is a good, like, we're going to get into more of it because we haven't even really gotten to the bar yet, you know? Oh, yeah. Get um, in there, girl. But so 
Okay. So speaking more from this Reddit and not having enough food, putting servers in a weird position or servers or the staff not being good at their jobs, someone's like, I've also been to a wedding that ran out of food. They didn't have (laughs) anyone announce tables for the buffet. So people were already going back for seconds before (gasps) others even got a plate. It was an accidental mess, but still people don't get to eat. Someone said, I went to one wedding where they were announcing tables, but it took so long to get everyone up there that the people who ate first were just wandering back up there for seconds, which is like, how, what are you, a bouncer all of a sudden? You know, that's got to be so awkward as a server. Um, but uh, yeah. One thing we didn't cover in our bouncer two-parter is like buffet bouncer at a wedding. But I, this person's like, I ate a tortilla for dinner that night. Wow. <laughs> um, get this shit. Oh, my God. Um my cousin ran out of food at her daughter's dry wedding, which we'll get to. Oh, no. I, I can't even. So this, then all, all you have to look forward to is the food, right? You know, she told us it would be dry. So at least we had wine in the parking lot. My dad didn't even get to eat. I reckon I recognize some of my cousins. Um, I don't know what FWB so people who like shouldn't have been there maybe among the guests so I guess anyone could attend this shit show so it must have been like some people started sneaking in for the reception and so this person goes on I'm in hospitality catering and knew that those floral centerpieces cost at least $70 a piece and I counted 10 of them I was wow. on a, it was on a Sunday no food or booze most of us started bailing around 7 and this was supposed to be an evening wedding later on my Anyways, it just goes on to show that like the people who do not understand that like, yes, it is your wedding day. But when you've asked so much of these people, like the money cannot just go to your your own fabulousness and there isn't Mm -hmm. food for people. It's fucking horseshit. I mean, do what you want. Everyone's just going to fucking hate you. Oh, I'm starving. Weddings are the worst. No, I mean, I was like, I don't want to get into my like. I just, I have such, such strong feelings about them. Um, and they're rarely good. But uh, do you want to read this uh, server-submitted story from one of our listeners? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nice. I'm going to get in there. Here we go. Right. Uh, hi, uh, hi, ladies. Uh, I saw your recent post looking for stories about weddings and decided to write in. A few years ago, I was working as an event manager at a restaurant in Seattle, and as part of my training, they taught me how to prepare all the party and banquet food so I could help the kitchen in case of emergencies. We were unfortunately often short-staffed even before the pandemic. I was grateful uh, for cross-training, though, because it helped me really know the menu and what kind of effort it would take to execute different types of food. I worked many wedding receptions while I worked there and gained great experience from that. When my sister decided to get married, I flew home to Texas to be a bridesmaid. I found out two days before her wedding that she didn't have a caterer booked and was planning to cook the food for a 50 person reception the day of the wedding by herself. What? (laughs) Oh my God. She married young, yeah, Texas, and hadn't thought about the fact that she was probably going to be too busy getting married to have time to cook food for the reception. 
When she finally did realize how difficult doing both activities would be, she started to panic since there wasn't much time to book a caterer. So that's how I ended up catering the food for my sister's wedding with two days notice. I could only have I could only have done it with my experience in the restaurant and catering industry and my mom's Costco membership card. Yeah. Um, there are photos of me in a bridesmaid's dress and in an apron doing last minute prep plating and some bacon wrapped little smokies the day of the wedding. Yeehaw, Texas, y'all. <laughs> well, everyone else was getting <laughs> properly gussied up for the big event. I was unfortunate. It was unfortunately a dry wedding. Yeehaw, Texas, y'all. <laughs> but I could definitely had used had used a drink later. Cheers, ladies. Love y'all so much. I look forward to the show every week. Keep up the good work. And that's from Sonnet. Aww. Are you crazy? So as a service industry, again, talking about this, like being in the service industry, uh, prepping for my own wedding, I feel like I didn't stop working like the entire time. I went to the fucking like last minute. I was oh, like, of course. yes, of course. I'm I'm doing all the side work to for my own wedding. Absolutely well, am. I am. I, I did too because as you know, you know, I I I didn't spend a ton. Um, it was a really nice wedding on my end because I think it was honestly like the venue itself and the open bar situation was which was, you know, very important. Uh, Mm -hmm. to me and everyone, that's where we wanted to spend our money. So, you know, us working at the restaurant, we did work at Matt, our boss, you know, he did have his moments of kindness, uh, gave me a lot of his extra silverware. He gave me access. He ordered extra pallets of cloth napkins. Um, you know, I paid him for some of that. He gave me extra plates, glasses. So me and a group of our friends, you know, took crates full of stuff. I actually asked some of our bad dog, um, servers who didn't know me well enough to be invited to the wedding, but were really excited and happy to help me set up. And I think I was Mm -hmm. like, we'll come back later when I'm opening it up to a cash bar and having like a ton of our fuck up friends coming, which is also, that's kind of how I did it is I was like up until a point, everything is free and it's for our guests. But then I made these goofy little pins that were given to guests so that the bartenders knew they got to keep drinking for free. But anyone who didn't have like a weird little indicator got charged, but we did invite them and a slew of grubby comedians crashed the wedding at like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you remember, suddenly TJ Miller, famous headline making uh-huh. TJ Miller was like the first at the door and the last to leave and, you know, started trouble at my wedding. But, um, well, but at that point we'd been there for hours already. Oh yeah. And we, we are, um, workhorses being in the service industry. So anybody out there who, again, obviously listens to us, who's been in it knows that if you're like helping set up for a wedding and you've been in the industry, you fucking got it. You know, you, like, you I, know I what did you're my- doing. I did my own roll-ups. I did side Mm -hmm. work for my own wedding, Mm -hmm. hands down, you know, and like transported everything with the group. And then my step, you know, is I went to this restaurant that I really, really did like. And so I did catering platters from them. It was really nice elevated Mediterranean food. I believe it was in Andersonville called like Andy's or something like Mm -hmm. that. If you remember Mm -hmm. it, um, 
their hummus ended up tasting kind of off. I was really, It was a little bubbly. It, it was, was little... weird. It was a super acidic and bubbly. It was like fermented somehow. Mm-hmm. So that was freaking me out because I'm like, shit, like hummus is at least something most people I know have eaten and think is delicious and that tasted fucked up and then people were getting grumpy being like I don't understand what couscous and a tagine is why why is the meat on why are they skewers you know I'm like it's all the meats you love they're just like on sticks and people were like so angry about it because my Husband at the time, his family was just like deep, deep Illinois people who were really. They were grumpy. like, I ordered the chicken with cream sauce with the peel off, please. You're I'll like, take that. I know. They were they were like, they these are the kind of people that like think wet like basic bitch wedding food is really good food. So, you know. Aww, I know. Damn. So that but I mean, I got to a point where I was not happy with the flow of service for the dinner portion. And I think some of you dragged me away, but I was in my wedding dress serving food i was mm-hmm. standing behind the table and like giving people like mediterranean tapas and everyone's like you're gonna get hummus on your dress you dumb bitch like cut it uh, out i'm pretty sure that in some cultures like it's like a whole thing that like the bride serves food anyway so, i mean you're and, just like and i just cannot help it it's like control issues because we do we spend our lives serving others and i really mm-hmm. had trouble letting go of the reins <laughs> um it was it was it was frantic i remember nothing I really I see pictures and I'm like I guess that happened I remember nothing about my wedding (laughs) what happened okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, well, let's get into uh, the booze portion of, let's talk about the bar. Let's talk about the bar. If you, if, you, if, you, if you didn't go come for the food, you, you came for the booze. Let's admit it. Um, yeah, Oh, already we've been talking about it. Dry weddings. What the fuck, it, man? It's, like if you're all of a certain, you know, uh, religion. I, hey, listen, I understand that. Fine. But if you're doing it because you're just being cheap, it's like you can cut corners somewhere else. Like we said, people want to have a drink and they want to be full with something tasty. <laughs> they came all this way out to this field and you're going to tell me they can't have a beer. Oh, God. So um, this was submitted from one of our side work podcast friends and listeners, uh, Kessa. Um, she's at Molotov Craft Cocktail. She just sent in a little blurb. She's like, I worked as a caterer on campus when I was in college and we served weddings pretty often. 
One memorable one was when we had a dry wedding for a bunch of Baptists and found a ton of mini liquor bottles stashed all and hidden all in the centerpieces at the end of the night. And then a handle of fireball whiskey in the bathroom after cleaning up. L-O-L-O-L. That's very good. I mean, when you have to take when you have to take bathroom shots, I mean, my God. But that would yeah, be me. just to get through it. Probably. Let's, I know. That, I would come drunk. I would have, yeah, I would have little a stash flasks. of booze. I would work all the ways around it just oh, to yeah. have my, make my own fun. Um, now let's talk about the complete opposite of a dry Ugh. wedding, which would be open bar. We I mean, fucking love it. We hate it. It's the best. It's the fucking, it's the sexiest for sure. And it's a problem causer, but the most fun one. I mean, it's just so fun. You just, because everyone's like, I never just get whatever I want at a bar. I mean, that's your attitude anytime you're at an open bar situation, but at weddings specifically, it's like, I haven't seen these people in years. I might not see them again in years. And you've got like the whole situation where there's a lot of people who just keep fucking saddling up to the bar to take shots uh-huh. together. They just uh, people who've me. never taken shots in their life. That would be me. Yep. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I'm also like getting to know my bartender. I'm tipping the shit out of my bartender. I'm, I probably have like at least four different kinds of alcohol in front of me at every, any given time at the table. Cause I probably have a glass of bubbly, a glass of red, whatever cocktail I'm drinking, and then maybe something else. So I've got like my collection of booze in in front of me at my table. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason why they want out, ran out of glasses at this wedding is because it's of me. Because of Andrea. She's glass hoarding, everyone. I'm high-fiving the staff. You know what I mean? I'm like, who wants to go? Who wants to carry a watermelon? I'm here for it. This is when I make friends with the people working uh, the wedding. Um, uh, wine and beer only. Oh, are we done? Are we done with open bar yet? Are we? I mean, I guess let's get in there. I guess we're just going to have to like, come. you know what? We can come back and unpack it more, but because I think it fed into, you know, either if it's open bar or cash bar, which we'll get into the, the yeses and nos of that's too. But, um, I mean, this is a great way as a bartender to make bank if they are totally cool with you putting out a tip jar for yourself you fucking do it but if they don't allow a tip jar then you need to charge them the tips and the gratuity needs to be rolled into your package oh and it it usually is if it's an open bar usually how catering work is like every it's like a dollar amount Mm -hmm. per hour per guest or like a a capper is usually how it works and if you're doing open bar it's a much higher and if you want premium liquor right it's an even higher price point of what you're paying like either per hour or on top of it so all of that gratuity is yes included into all of that like at the end Um, of the night when like the the father or the mother of the bride are going to like finalize your tab that gratuity Mm -hmm. is on their tab not yours because they didn't want guests to feel compelled you know because either you like you have cash or you don't or whatever um but still people are gonna slip you money even if there's no yeah tip jar or not i'm always here you go exactly here's your your money now here is an article that i found uh i read it bride steals bartender's tip jar leaves him with 20 bucks and one of the most shocking wedding stories ever a true bridezilla decides to take the bartender's tip jar and keep it for herself. 
And this is uh, from Reddit. The incident occurred 10 minutes before the bar was about to close down. For the entire night, a tip jar had been placed on the bar, but it wasn't until the night was almost over that the bride decided it was a problem. Uh, the, 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 the writer of the Reddit thread says, I bartend weddings as a second job at a social club. We're allowed to put a tip jar out unless the bride or groom asks us not to put it out. Um, so basically she's working the wedding in 10 minutes before the bar. And people down. are loving Bride's- him. Let's, let's not forget yeah, that he's him. saying high-fiving. He, he has got his tip jar is stuffed. The bride comes up to me and tells me she didn't want the tip jar and she was thinking it was a it was a honeymoon jar. Because at this place you can either do a honeymoon jar no, no, or a tip jar. No, liar, liar. That's not that's that has nothing to do with the bartender, but we'll get into that. Okay. So it's been out all night and this person says, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't nobody told me that. This is how how it is. Um, and she says she was thinking that it was a honeymoon jar, you know, despite hearing how amazing the bartender was from the guests all night long. So then basically she makes a decision that she's like, no, nah, I'm all, I'm all take this money. This money takes mine. the money, starts counting it, throws $20 and 50 cents the bartender's way and, and leaves. And, and she also, money. she dropped the coins and also, mm-hmm. and was like, you take care of that and walked away with like $200 of his. I'm telling, I mean, girl, this, like, people are beyond outraged on this one. I think we need to post, like, a blurb from this because it's yeah. like, she stole from you. Yeah. She stole she abs- your money. And everyone's like, dude, that honey fund shit, the honeymoon fund that they all do, that, like, that should be over on their present table. Yeah. Uh, no bartender is working for your honeymoon money. What the right. fuck? They, Unless like your dad's things. your dad's rolling up his sleeves to bartend at your backyard wedding. You know what I mean? Like I, I so this is appalling. And so this is just Bridezilla entitlement. She was angry that it looked like a lot of money. And she's like, I want to buy a Trina Turk dress for my honeymoon. And I'm going to take his money and say that it's not his. And like people just and that that just feeds into a deeper disrespect that people have for service industry that makes my blood boil as is being like, you are my servant. You know, I hired you. I'm going to take your cash. And again, if this was an open bar situation and yeah, let's get back into open bar. People get fucking crazy. People, you you know, you're people get so lit, so turnt. It can and, be real, real bad or real good. And this is this is the one area where, you know, maybe we'll we'll do a little follow up and get some actual wedding reception bartenders to tell us <laughs> some of their tricks of the trade. But I would imagine toward the end of the night that they are watering down drinks like crazy to get everyone to just cool it it, it, it's just because you're thinking too like are some of these people like if they didn't have a party bus shuttling everyone back and forth you're kind of like oh my god these guys are about to get in a car (laughs) i have just served them six rounds of tequila shots after they were drinking mixed drinks champagne you name it i mean people so sick at weddings famously there's so much barfing at weddings (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and this is why uh, leaning back into the wine and beer only, I think the the foreshadowing of this can be a little <laughs> better, right? I have definitely been to weddings where it's wine and beer only. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Like, I, I will yeah. say if you hear through the grapevine that it's wine and beer only, you and your friends have got to coordinate the liquor part of it. And the only yeah. reason I say this 
is because I have been to weddings where it's like the bride and groom picked out a keg of their personal favorite beer, which was like a real like, of course, it was like an IPA or something so gross. And it was a keg. And that's what they and everyone's just like, oh, God, like I'm full. I'm going to throw up. I don't even like this <laughs> beer. True. It's like not that even a choice of beer. I don't drink beer. And by my third glass of cheap white wine, I had a fucking stomach ache and I wanted yeah. to like go lay down. So I know that like that's really but I'm just like, dude, like nothing like a little Jack and Coke for being social or a little tequila and soda water to like watch the sugar, but still get buzzed. And like, uh, right. Right. Does girlfriend want like a signature cocktail? Maybe that right. makes it like a little cheaper for everybody. Cheaper, and you can you can um control you can sort of if you batch it you can control that like someone's not getting a super hella strong drink either. Well, I've also been to weddings where there's like signature cocktails, and then at the past apps, and then when dinner service happens, it's just wine and beer only. Yes, and then afterwards they resume. And now I can understand like to keep costs low. That's one thing. But like as a bartender, I think that's when you just have to like go out and like eat and be like, no one's even here attending this bar. Like I'm yep. not even here. Yeah. You, you can't even see me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's many ways to do it. Um, prepping for a champagne toast, though, I think we can all attest that. And I when I started getting into like reading. Yes. Uh, stories like how many I read of just poor servers fucking dumping I don't know fit 20 glasses of champagne on a bride like <laughs> oh, fucking God. dumping things all over the place I think that these uh can be fickle to say the least depending on what kind of glassware you got going for yourself and, and it's sort of like like and that's like another big go time moment where like it's fucking toast time and it's a big scramble to get the glassware hopefully the glassware is already set so now it's just a run for your life with the champagne to, you know, <laughs> pop the tops. You've usually got everything prepped, you know, like the foil's yeah. off. You're ready to go because you got to get it going and you've got to get like maybe 200 people all maybe topped 200. off with like, yeah. five, with like five minutes warning um, so they can toast them. That That's a really high in- intensity fucking act that you have to perform. Let's dive into this last one, which I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking like Eugene Levy in a mighty wind all of a sudden. In a mighty um, wind. Uh, I fucking cash bar. Suck. Get fucking bit. No, I just feel like you're you're setting the servers up. for You're setting these bartenders up for disaster. Nobody's going to like them. No, everyone's going to. And, and that's just the truth is they wander up and then you now are so you're just going to be on the receiving end of negativity, even if they're coming up to you being like, wow, these people are cheap. It's going to be like a bunch of shit talkers who are shit talking <laughs> to you. And you're like, I don't want to get fired. I don't want to gossip. I'm just here to sell you the whatever. But I mean, God, that is a that's a crazy situation to be put in, because then, yes, if people are buying it, they're angry and they're not going to tip you, no, um, which is really shitty fact. They're so Just angry the about that. Yes. I have to tell you this, dude. Um, also, when, you know, I understand that the the bride and groom have a package, you know, saying mm-hmm. like, hey, mm-hmm. like, yeah, free drinks, but everything's shitty, which is also something that we've all seen. Like that it's they they do like the well package and you're like, oh, my God. And then you get even more sick. that More sick. Right. Just spring for like. Just be like, only serve a nice gin, only serve a nice whiskey, only serve a nice this. Like, 
it is a lot to be like people just they bite off more than they can fucking chew and they, that's they the really do and you know and you might have people who are getting married who've never like we say like people who have never done one even minute of service industry so they don't fucking get it you know or yeah um but this I was like, I'm, this is unfortunately, I am not on the side of the wedding uh, bartender in this situation. Um, this, okay, is right. a, this is a story straight from Sean, a wedding that he went to a few years ago where there was already problematic stuff. Like he was in, he was a groomsman and he, uh, they wouldn't let him bring a date. So he was already really mad. That's not the sort of stuff we're talking about, but it was just like, I'm a, I'm like in the wedding like I'm you know I can't have a date like I've been seeing someone I'm sorry she's not my wife but like I can't which is a whole other thing I won't get that's triggering everyone right now as I talk about it so he was already really (laughs) mad about that and then he did the typical thing where he went and he ordered he was like I'm gonna line up eight shots of uh Jack for the for all the groomsmen you know we're gonna do like we're gonna do this with the hus with the um groom to be we're gonna line mm-hmm. it up you see it all the time and the bartender's like that'll be 70 dollars and he's like what what and she's like you know i'm sorry she's like only well you have to pay for this he's like i'm the bridal party i'm with the groom and she's mm-hmm. like i can report them if you like and then he was like wait what he's like okay i guess i'll do well and then she dumped the jack down the sink in front of him <laughs> come on you bartending asshole that sounds like someone who's never bartended before oh i think that's hilarious though it does suck like i mean just i know especially a wedding like just the wedding party should get whatever they want whatever Those they the fucking rules. want i know um that's fucking hilarious I, he's um, so he's still mad about it to this day just fuming. this reddit is this a Reddit you put in here about the cash oh, bar? Okay, so yes, this is this one. Basically, let's just set it up. Someone had a cash bar in the middle of nowhere. You know, again, one of these field weddings. Didn't let people know it was a cash bar, and there were no ATMs anywhere. So uh, on this Reddit thread, I went to a wedding where they tried, first of all, they tried to use a Bluetooth speaker for the ceremony music <gasps> in an area that had, like, no cell reception. So... <laughs> They didn't assign who should start or stop the music either. The producer in me is losing my mind right now, Andrea. Um, It resulted in the music cutting in and out of the whole entrance. During the exit, the bride turned around in the middle of the aisle to shout to no one in particular, can someone please start my music? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, And then they go on. I also went to a wedding once at a local VFW cash bar. And when I say cash, I mean that was the only accepted form of payment which is okay in and of itself as they were trying to save money but they forgot to mention it was cash only there was no there was no atm and it was a rural location almost no one could get a drink not even a fucking soda for free oh my god i know right it's like you can do a wedding on a budget like this but let People know so they can come prepared. Sharing information is key. Yeah, that's on them for sure. Ugh, um, I want to start a new podcast, Andrea. I have spent the whole day so triggered lurking around on Reddit. <laughs> 
just what like what you just want to what what do you want it to be? About you just want everything, it to be everything, every aspect of it. I mean, it, it, there is no bigger social experiment than people putting on weddings and how yeah, it goes. It, it it's very true. Um, well, getting into it next, like let's talk about the fucking the size of these fuckers. I know, right? So I would say average. What are we saying? Average size is like a hundred, a hundred fifty people. I think that's manageable. Um, I think you can get it done to the, like the tiniest weddings, which we talked, you know, I had like a 50 person dinner like mm-hmm. one night, lovely, lovely. But then you have these giant fuckers. So <laughs> one of the, and I just, the, the largest on record wedding guest, uh, wedding guest list, um, in India was like a huge Indian wedding, 150,000 guests, That's 150,000 just... guests. That's again, Woodstock 99. Um, (laughs) And I think that is what has to be like the most insane. I mean, I've never been to a 500 person wedding in my day. What's the biggest you've been to? I don't, I don't know anyone like that because that's a specific type of person. Um, I, yeah, maybe like 150 person wedding, maybe 200, like, Nothing just so like, wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much to navigate. Like you got these big fuckers and it's like, you probably, you, you certainly don't know the rest of the staff that you're working with at night. It's like oh, an gosh, all hands on yeah. deck situation. And then some, like, you're not going to, even if you are working with a friend who might be working on the other side of the banquet hall, you're not going to see them all night long. Oh, you know, absolutely not. Um, When weddings are that big and like at some point you're like the bride and groom don't even know who a third of these people are because it's like parents work friends or like some weird cousin. Like I always find that so funny Um, because when a wedding's small enough, you know, there's a good chance the bride or groom could um catch, you know, one of their bridesmaids uh hitting it off and getting a little too comfy with a cute server or bartender uh-huh, or caterer. Uh-huh, which uh-huh. you know, you know there are stories oh, about hot ba- wedding bartenders. All the time. No, no, nothing makes people hornier than a wedding. I'm gonna tell I you know. that right now. Like people are horny and DTF at weddings. Like I've been to several weddings when I was young, um, where you just, you, it's real easy to connect. It's real easy to take someone home with you. Everything's all lovey dovey. The mood is already set. Hello. You're wearing, you're wearing that that strapless gown. You've been waiting to debut. You're gussied up. You're, you're (laughs) flying high on, on the cash bar. No, I mean, hopefully Uh it's free. Hopefully it's free drinks, but. Definitely got blisters on my feet from wearing heels that I just oh, yeah. bought. Haven't and kicked in, you know. And your hotel room's just around the corner, baby. You know right? what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so funny. Get in there. Let's go. Um, I want to talk a little bit now about uh, when your manager and you're being micromanaged by like the bride uh, herself. Yeah. Um, at at a wedding, even though hashtag you not, might hashtag not all brides. I'm not, not all say brides. Everyone. Yep, yep, but you're sitting here going like, uh, I am the manager because this is my own company or right. I, I'm working for someone who is managing me and then the bride, you're like, okay, okay, cool. I've got another manager tonight. I imagine that, you know, like they call it whatever, bright, what are the bride brain or whatever bullshit. Term yeah, like mommy brain. It. There's like, yeah. there's like you, bride, brides you, with broken you, brains. Yes, you spend a year like like going over how everything is supposed to go in your head and then it 
something breaks. Um, and this could be anyone at the wedding party who's either designated by the bride or even like the mother decide again, oh. the mob mother of the bride. Uh, I'm even saying like a snubbed cousin who didn't make the cut for the wedding party could be doing yep. this and being and like, well, it's my job to make sure you servers are doing the right job. And all of a sudden you're fucking being managed by a family member, you know? And you're, and you're like, I know I can't really say anything back, you know, because they, again, they did pay a lot, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, excuse me, who are you? You know, <laughs> you're just like someone's drunk uncle. Like, you're the drunk uncle telling me how I should carry these salad plates or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of unwarranted opinions. The expectations for the day are insane, right? And oh, yeah. I really think that the wedding industry these days is because of the Instagrammable bullshit. It's just one big FOMO self-hate zone. I will oh. say that. You know, average weddings, I think, cost between 20 and 50K. And yet, like, it's all this lavish bullshit in the middle of fields with the, like, most pristine flowers and, like, dinnerware and menus that I think that's what's, like, shoved down everybody's throats. And so these expectations are there. And when you we, you don't get you what you want and everybody's on fucking edge because, like, nobody's gotten a past app because by the time they got there after photos, there's no more food left for them. People snap. They do. They they do. Um, uh, and and they they're coming for you, you you, un, you unsuspecting server who is yeah, just trying gonna, to clear some empty. They're wine gonna glasses. they're gonna grab you by the vest, you know. Uh. So just just watch out, watch out. Um, this story coming from Delish um, says that they were working at a venue for a two day wedding. They had ordered a lot of food with catering, way more than they could ever eat over those two days so far this sounds okay and- right this sounds mm-hmm. like the opposite of what we've mm-hmm. been hearing so the bride and her mother seemingly work in shifts to ensure that none of the food that was taken away uh or uneaten could go to the staff she'd cool. follow waiters taking away trays to the kitchen and watch as we put them into storage at the end of the whole event she ordered the staff to throw away all the remaining food we're talking like a lot at least fifty two hundred dollars in food while she watched I <laughs> and he says I don't ever remember seeing the groom. Just to top it off, <laughs> the grooms like with like, his friends just well, the just groom mourning always gets to like whatever. I know, just regretting I'm, his choices. So this is fucked up uh, on on many many levels That's, when it comes to money, like money this and money that, and here's what we're shelling out, and how dare like I feed you? Like why wouldn't you feed your the people who are working all night to? ensure your you know your 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 wedding's going well um the wolfgang puck catering reality show that we talked about yeah, a long time yeah, ago okay. they specifically if there's anything left over they have very special boxes they pack up and take everything to um all night shelters yes that's what they do yes mm-hmm. and so this person it's like i get it if you're like whoa 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 like the hired help are having full dinners and and table seven hasn't gotten up there yet that makes all the sense but being a weird sadist who insists on watching them waste food is a special kind of human. And I'm sure there's all levels of this that people have seen. Like, you know, the micromanaging takes over and you spin out. And instead of having a good time and like letting just to be like, let this the ship steer in whatever direction it right. steers in and having a great time, you just you can't let up and you can't let go. Well, um, the thing I was seeing on this delish 
you know, Article 2 is that now a real, real shitty trick, um, which we're seeing in this Yelp culture, which we talk about is just for pure assholes, is that, like, basically everyone ordered top of the line everything. Everyone was happy, kept saying during the event itself, like, it's delicious. We're happy. Mm -hmm. People are wonderful when they get the bill. Call the next day and say everything was trash and we need you to give us back like $15,000 or so we are fucked. going to Yelp review you negatively and destroy your business. And they're getting, because now catering companies, of course they're going to be living and dying by Yelp also. And then that's mm -hmm. a way who people didn't have the budget to begin with are using this as a tactic to get their money back, but still get the hot, the top shelf shit, which makes me furious crazy. crazy i'm shaking right now i'm shaking i think it's just it's just like how would you even what makes me so mad is like why are you gonna start out your marriage like that? i just Unless you're both assholes say, like, and that's just how it works for you and your life you know like the karma would, of that you know just the karma of that is like yeah. this is the first foot forward you're putting in your union and something that should be happy and wonderful you spent the majority of the night getting ready to scam people who made your made your event come come to fruition <laughs> it's dark that's some pretty dark stuff i wanted to add this story because i think it's so great um that i was just like basically come hell or high water the show must go on oh this, uh, this is story wild. coming from uh oola.com so it was the storm of the century but they weren't going to stop the party for that a couple years ago, I catered a wedding that happened during the biggest hurricane of the summer and one of the worst we had in years. The entire week, we were all waiting for it to get canceled, but it never shut down. Uh -oh. Fast forward to the wedding day. The ceremony was held in a church down the street. Things were starting to get bad outside. We needed to pack up and leave before it got too late. And we thought to ourselves, you know, they won't carry through with the reception today, will they? Well, come 4 p.m., 150 people poured into the reception area right as the power went out. Ugh. I was like, Within Andrea, half, is this the wedding yeah. you were at that you were telling me about? No, no, right. This was later. This wasn't, yeah. Okay. Um, Within half an hour, the whole building was about 90 degrees dark and water was spilling in from the front door. Jesus. Someone, somehow someone called up a friend who drove a generator to the party. Then we had electricity just in time for us to legally be required to throw out all the crab dip and lobster that couldn't be refrigerated. While these crazy suckers decided to carry on and dance to the music from someone's boombox in the light of halogen work lamps while we attempted to serve dinner in the dark. Oh my By the God. end of the night, I managed to slip on a river streaming onto linoleum uh, <laughs> with a giant tray of glasses. The storm knocked over a tree that blocked off the road to get out, resulting in 150 people in formal wear trapped in what might as well have been a furnace. I got yelled at by several guests and the mother of the bride for not serving the crab dip. <laughs> then she made my boss cry, which led to the rest of us crew crying and begging the gods for mercy as well. Oh my God. Needless to say, it was a great night for all of us, especially the part where we had to drive through someone's front yard to get out of the place. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. I mean... Listen, this is this is what you're facing as a server. 
when you're going into yeah. the great into the great wide open known as catering a, a wedding and my god yeah, work I, at I, a wedding do you i feel like that that was sort of like the the story to end the episode on yeah absolutely i'm yes i agree fully and, and uh, i feel like what's going to happen is we're going to stir people's brains into immediately needing to share with us so i do feel like there's going to be a lot of follow up maybe some things <laughs> maybe some things we didn't think about or just we spaced on completely but if this ep- if these two episodes have been triggering and or inspiring to you to um you know add on we will we will add some more. We, this is oh. this this saga is probably not over, Andrea. I know, I know, I know. Absolutely. Do you guys have like some insane guests that you haven't talked to us about? You know, like our there's a Karen at every wedding. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Send send those stories our way. Oh, right. And as as you said it, there's the Karen in every wedding, and there's, you know, like we said, there's always the fun table. There's always, always the fun table. I sit at the fun table. I get put at the fun table too. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel pretty triggered for the day. I think we can we can close up shop. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel good about it. I do say it's time to wrap up the episode. Um, well, this was honestly, I mean, this was just the food and the beverage aspect of it. I know that that's what our podcast is about, but I'm like, I, I'm telling you. There's more. There's so much more to talk about. So maybe there's just like a fun special episode where we just go off on every aspect of weddings <laughs> and you guys just take the journey with us. Uh, take it with us, baby. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my right? God. Uh, until then, you know what we say at the end of every episode. We say Godspeed. And good marriage. Uh, I hope the I hope you got the beef. We, we say Godspeed and good beef. Good beef yeah, Wellington. Good, good autograts, guys. I'll say that. Um, we will be talking to you next week. Bye.